My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. Hey, how's it going? This is Steve from the Lost in Translation part. <laughs> Lost in Translation podcast, Park Whiskey Society, and today, today we got one of the coolest cats in the whiskey, well, in our whiskey community for sure, um, and one of the guys that um, I like to. I'm running out of fucking thoughts. This, <laughs> this is not a good start. Okay? Is it a sexual start? <laughs> uh, let's just let's just leave it at this guy's. Uh, just an awesome follow, awesome dude. Loves his whiskey. Drinks more whiskey than I could ever. Steve, ever. Steve, you don't have to compliment me that much. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Uh, his he goes by the handle Know Your Whiskey on Instagram, and I know he's a lot of your. A lot of uh, favorite follows for for all of you, but uh, say hello to Josh. Hi, everybody. It's Josh. (laughs) (laughs) So, Josh, um, let's start off. We always start off the episode basically asking our guests. And this is actually, this is a cool episode because we have Josh in studio. So no Zoom calls, no nothing. We're sitting here. We're going to drink. We got five, four or five whiskeys in Mm -hmm. front of us. Mm That we're kind of kind of just talk about his whiskey journey and and smashing drams at the same time. Yep. So uh, it was definitely uh, when we first started this podcast, and obviously with COVID, most of our stuff is done through Zoom. But we uh, we kind of bandied about the idea of having our first in studio guest and making it happen. And both of us agreed wholeheartedly that Josh would have to be the first one to do in studio with us. So here we are. Yeah, for sure. And he's over or our time now being in kind of the whiskey community, especially the Instagram community, which is, I think, is what our our community is really built around and, and where it kind of evolved from. But we've all become pretty good friends, mm-hmm. right? We talk, we chat almost every day about whether it be life, whiskey, anything. So uh, I'm pretty stoked to have you in the studio. Thanks. Or my basement. I just appreciate it like so much. You guys are my first podcast that I ever downloaded and listened to. So. Crazy. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So tell us tell us your journey, man. Tell us uh what what drew you to whiskey? Why do you love whiskey? What do you love about it? all everything? Well, no. Where did it start? You know, I, I I started in the Canadian whiskey scene with seven up and Sprite. So I like pretty the common idea. start. Yeah, the yeah. idea of whiskey kind of was like it's a lustrous kind of drink, and, and maybe maybe I could enjoy it too. So that's what I started doing. But I went to um, a Hey Rosetta concert that my wife wanted to go to, and it was an intimate setting. And uh, they had this little tiny bar off to the side, and they had something there called Akintoshin. And I was like, what the fuck is this German stuff, right? Eh? Akintoshin. <laughs> and I said, let me, let me just try that. And here at this point, I was just doing the Canadian scene. And, um, it, it kind of changed my whole mind. I had transferred from, you know, Gibson's and seven, five star to Gibson's 18. And I was drinking that for a while. And then I dove headfirst into scotch after that. So. Crazy. So I, I grew from there. Awesome. I, I just kind of want to interrupt and say that there's not someone taking a leak behind us mm-hmm. <laughs> that it, we are in my basement recording this podcast. And so we're left with some, uh, I don't know. It's kind of an aquatic 
background sound that we have going on. It is a little bit soothing, yeah. although it's making me kind of want to pee. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the whole fishbowl. <laughs> I know. I cannot turn it off. So you guys get the uh, yeah the lovely sounds of a draining hot water tank hey man, in the background. Coming from the underground here. <laughs> yeah, this, like you said, empires are built Building in basements. Right <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what? And like the obviously your palate along the way has led you to the the peatier yeah stuff more than anything i know that yeah. you're a big you're a big sherry head you love your mm-hmm. oloroso you love it, yeah. um but you're you're a massive lechic fanboy so like where talk about i guess how how your palate evolved and and where like what was your first what was the first oloroso influence whiskey that that kind of captured you and then let us know when like when did you discover lechic well after this whole Akintoshan thing, when I researched and found out, okay, this is actually Scottish single malt, let me try something else. So I bought uh, a Glendronic 15, the old revival stuff, <laughs> which at that point was, you know, just starting to become legendary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now it's a unicorn type of thing, right? And then I bought a Lafroy quarter cask. And I had no idea what I was buying at the time. And I drank it and singed the corners of my mustache off. <laughs> and uh, to me, it was like it was getting kicked in the head with uh, a, or hit in the face with a peat shovel or something. And oh, it yeah. was very intense, kind of turned me off. So when people would come to the house saying, I like scotch, I love whiskey, let me pour you some before a quarter cask. And then they're just like, oh, God, I don't really <laughs> like whiskey so much, right? Throw a splash of seven in there. So that was when I was intrigued about Pete. Mm-hmm. And then I went to this little festival in Fort Mac they had at a hotel. And they were pouring all kinds of stuff from Glen Farkless to Tolvamori 10. And right next to it was a luche. So I poured, or he poured both for me. And the Tolvamori 10 I liked because it was kind of... Uh, astringent and it wasn't sweet and lovely like the stuff I was used to and then he poured the lechek and it tasted like an old sock just the 10 year yeah yeah and uh you know I love socks <laughs> so uh, I just right then and there I was like this is unlike the Lafroy you know I dabbled with the art bags and I was like this is unlike the art bag yeah and then I kind of came to the conclusion this is unlike anything that I've ever tasted and I tasted another and tried to get my hands on whatever I could. Yeah. And it just kind of some people blew up. Some people like marzipan. Oh, yeah. And others yeah. like old <laughs> socks. Yeah. You know, old people, dirty socks. people cheese on people a lot, though, for, uh, for, for saying marzipan because it's a trendy note, right? But have you ever tasted marzipan? Like, it's have you ever just had sweet almond, paste? Sweet almonds, yeah, basically, yeah. right? What's so great on <laughs> almond paste? <laughs> I mean, well, well, I guess I'm like, not putting that on a cracker Mar- anytime. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, is Mars marzipan is it's just yeah, it's just plain almond paste. Yeah, or, you can flavor it. You can flavor it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've had marzipan well, truffles that I've later picked up in Scotch. It's like, oh, it's, it reminds me of that truffle I had one time. Yeah. Does it remind me of marzipan? No, because no one's eating a big blob or chunk of marzipan. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in a truffle, fuck yeah, man. So when people list marzipan as a tasting note, I think they should probably be more specific of where that marzipan marzipan lands. I agree. Yeah, but see, they'll from. they'll hear the word marzipan. Why don't they just and say I was nuttiness? Guilty, but like a while ago, not so much now. But I'd hear the word and be like, "Ooh, yeah, look it up." Okay, almond paste. Yeah, this kind of tastes like almond, so it tastes like marzipan. 
Absolutely. Like, ah, not exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> so at first, yes. But once your palate develops, I think marzipan is, is just a trendy word that's over you. It is. There's a lot of buzz tasting notes kind of thing when it's like just... And, and I've never been... I don't know if you have, but I've never really been interested in hearing the specific tasting notes that people come up with. I usually just want to know. I want a general idea. Yeah. And that's... Is it... Is it toasty flavored or caramel yeah. or fruity or whatever? Like, give me, give me the basic notes. Yep. Tell me if it's good or bad, or if you think it's good or 100%. bad. One hundred percent. And then I'll make my own decision. Well, like perfect example when when I posted the Kilholman Fino as my whiskey of the year, and Josh hadn't had it yet, and he's like, "So is the sherry influence? Is it like is it like dark and heavy, or is it like really light and soft and?" Like that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. I could have went into detail about oh the phenol, yeah. you know, it did this to the, but no, it's like it was a beautifully balanced sherry with the nutty notes and like nutty notes. Yeah, it wasn't so marzipan. It that's was enough nuts. Yeah, just that's enough a, to get a baseline idea and inform your own conclusion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but most most nuts, if you take the texture away from them, they and don't salt them or anything, they actually all taste fairly similar. Very similar. Yeah. Have you ever done a blind tasting on like peanuts and stuff? We blind no, taste everything. <laughs> everything always because you got to take the visual aspect out. Yeah. But when we do blind taste, we know that there's five different kinds of nuts. Mm-hmm. All right. Try to pick them up. It's yeah. fun. Don't be like, hey, there's 170 varieties of nuts and we have five. But that's kind of where we wanted to go with the whiskey heathens too. Yeah. On YouTube. Uh, just. Quick little plug there. Yeah, no, that's what we're we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, but like yeah. we wanted to kind of go there, keep our videos short, keep them uh, semi entertaining. Yeah, I mean, we are not professionals; just piece together in our basements and stuff, right? Yeah, oh, exactly. And that's where we're trying to build this empire, and we wanted to keep it easy, light, and refreshing, so people can get an idea. Hey, okay, yeah, yeah it's good or it's not good. We don't need to go into the history of the distillery. We don't need to talk about the legs for 15 minutes. Well, and that's that's kind of like the whole basis of our podcast as well. You know that. But, you know, you can go on YouTube and see half-hour videos dedicated to one specific whiskey with yeah. full-on nosing and tasting notes and, hey, whatever. The guys that do that are really good at it. But a lot of times they're not that entertaining. So no, you know, there's a place yeah, for it. I agree. Yeah. And, yes, there's like it. The distilleries, they need someone to come in and obviously build a, the, the chart of tasting notes that, that relates to their whiskey. But I don't think, I don't think schmucks like us reviewing whiskeys day to day need to really get that specific. And because lots of people can't even relate to a lot of the tasting notes that you see. They, they simply cannot. I agree. And uh, here's where these trendy notes come in, right? People will hear a note, research what it is. And then associate it with something, but you do you can't associate a note with anything until you taste it. What you're associating it with, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So we did the whole sherry thing. We did a port flight, just trying to just trying to figure out what we're drinking and what's influencing what. Yeah, you can only go off what's kind of in your repertoire of tastes, hundred yeah, percent. And do you like? There's some things that I've tried. I don't remember the taste of. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to relate to that? Even right? no, it's yeah. exactly. I mean, there was one episode on the heathens on the YouTube where. I don't even remember what Ty said, but he pulled something out of, I think it was the uh, the Saskatchewan whiskey. And you looked at him and you're like, that's totally right. But like, if he wouldn't have said it, you would have never thought of it. Yeah. People plant things in your mind. There's yeah. no doubt. Power suggestion. 100%. We, we know that's, that's true, right? Yeah. 
I planted pineapple in everybody's mind on that Glenmorangie, and that's what people are now thinking going in. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If it doesn't taste like pineapple, I'm throwing it across the room. If it doesn't, I will take it through my nose. <laughs> that's how confident I am. You're going to find a well, tropical. You should, God, I wish this was not you audio should see, only. Yeah. You should see Sean knows a whiskey. Oh. He actually does take some through his nose. Good. It's so bad. <laughs> I, I used to say that back when I did my Instagram lives. People will tell you, just, you know, you can't see this, of course, but... Just brush it across. Hello, nice to meet you. Like, yeah. fuck off. Put your nose. Put your nose right your in glass. Put yeah. your nose in there as far as it'll go. Oh, yeah. I know. Mm. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Just well, put your schnoz in. Yeah. Take a deep breath. <sighs> and hopefully it burns. Because then you get a little tingle in your brain. But That's right. <laughs> That's right. So let's, uh, do you want to say, let's segue to the first round that, yeah. uh, or the first whiskey that Josh brought. So it's the lightest of the, of the group that he brought, but it, it goes... It tastes like pineapple, according <laughs> funny, to the Funny Indians. enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think. And yeah, it's Glen, think about. Yeah, Glen Morangie cake. And we were just talking about this with uh, with Brian Simpson uh, just a couple of days ago. And he, he just got his hands on, on a case of it or whatever. Yeah. But he, he loves it. Yeah, myself and Brian had a conversation as well. And he said, man, from what I'm hearing, I think you're going to like it just because it's a little bit left the center. Yeah. You know, Glen Morangie, they, they can't, they come out with these, uh, beautifully soft and sweet whiskeys. But they're all, they're all like, inside the box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This yeah. one's like the 10 year old with a splash of pineapple juice. That's been left out a little bit too long or something. Well, it's funny because like the nose on it rind. is, oh, the nose on it is delicious. Like a little it, bit stony it, or something. It's funny. Cause when you, when you did your episode on the cake on YouTube, you said it was like pineapple and vanilla icing. Mm -hmm. And on the nose, that's all I'm getting. It's like I'm yeah making, but you know, putting icing on a birthday cake. Or well, even we like, ate it with a cake as suggested on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's we right. Poured we saw the cake the picture. on the cake and, yeah. and ate it, and it was fucking delicious. That's cool. It, it smelled like it reminds me of like opening the door into your house when your wife or someone's been baking. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's a cake in the oven. You get that kind of like. Those, I don't know, those cakey and, and sweet kind of aromas that fill the house. Like the nose right is there. angel food cake with those little See, that's, in. that's what I said to Ty. Angel, I said, crazy. I hate to be the cliche here talking about cake. Angel food cake. It yeah. smells like angel I, food yeah. cake to me. Angel, we used to, uh, sidebar story, we, when we used to smoke weed a lot when I was younger... Uh, we used uh, to go yes. buy our <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we used to meet my buddy Deej. We lived right right by the grocery store over here, and we we had two two munchy purchases. We'd go to the store after getting through a joint, and we'd buy either an entire cheesecake ourselves or an entire angel food cake ourselves. <laughs> we mm -hmm. used to just pound those things. Yeah, you probably can't tell, but I'm into that too. <laughs> so yeah. my high school story is the microphone I get a, 310 I get a, pounds. I get a the microphone. <laughs> yeah. So I got a Peloton over there if you want to take a ride during this. <laughs> if you want to get a sweat on. Uh, my high school story is we used to go to Taco Bell for Taco Tuesdays when they were 25 cents or whatever. We'd get, you know, buy 50 tacos. Oh, yeah. and, but they, it was because it was joined with KFC. And so they had the McCain deep and delicious cakes oh. for their family platters, right? Oh, yes. There was literally days where mm -hmm. we'd sit in the parking lot for 10 minutes before we'd go there. And I'd buy a McCain deep and delicious cake for lunch. Oh, and then go to volleyball practice after school and just die. Yeah, I could get into that. Not so much volleyball. No, but, but like <laughs> cake with my bare hands in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, those are the days. 
the cake part, right? The yeah. Volleyball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the only thing I got from volleyball is really shitty knees now. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that everybody has shitty knees from sports or very young stuff. Back catching for saying. 12 years in baseball, volleyball, and ball hockey for a decade. I used to play softball like for years, but I was designated hitter. I was bigger than all my friends when we were young. So just DHing from yep. a young age. Yep. Yep. Just hammered over get the Get up there, slugger. Jog softly around the bases and sit down until the next <laughs> inning. It was beautiful. Yeah, get to first base and you're like, someone going to run for me over There's here? There's no first base, right? I was, I was so humongous. That I would just knock it over the fence, and anyone's on base. There's no such thing as a base hit. Softly jogs home. Right? It was an out <laughs> or a home run. Nothing in between. Yep. 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 Swing and a miss, or accidentally destroy the ball. Cecil Fielder in the in the flash. <laughs> yeah. Right? I was just a giant little kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, what do you? What's your impression on the palate there, Sean? I definitely get pineapple, and it's not like, and not because you put it in my no. mind, but there's yeah, there's definitely, but there's. There is there's some more complexity than just pineapple than w- what you let on like it, and I didn't I actually haven't caught the the heathens episode yet but I hear it's it's uh, well Brian Simpson said he loved it we had fun it's one of his favorite reviews that we he's had a lot seen of fun yet. with it we really truly have fun with our reviews and uh, I, like I said this one has that pineapple aspect but there's a little something just left to center yeah that you wouldn't necessarily expect from every yeah there. there's some. There's, it's got a weird, a little weird texture to it. And mm-hmm. like, not like when I say astringent, not like bitter, bitter, but no. some astringentness that's like, I can't even place what it is, honestly. I, I mean, I it's would, like a, a lacquer or like, um, yeah, it's, uh, what, what's that stuff we use to seal? Cool. Speaking of smoking weed, uh, parafilm. Yeah. Parafilm. Okay. Yeah. It reminds me of like, yeah, a like a, almost like a plastic yeah, piece, yeah, yeah. saran wrap yeah. kind of weirdness it's, it's to it. It's quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to rush out to buy another bottle, but I no. have no problem drinking this bottle and being perfectly happy. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's and the, it's a gorgeous presentation, yeah. I will say. The, right? the whole story behind it, um, obviously, you went into it, we went into it with Whiskey Dry. But um, oh, you have it over there. The whole story that Bill Lumsden created it based on a memory of eating cake with his grandma, yeah. and he nailed it. Like it tastes like he a fruit it. cake, and I when agree. you hear that, that's what he was going for. He definitely nailed it. And it says right on the bottle, right? A sweet, multi-layered whiskey, lusciously reminiscent of cake. Yeah. Like it, it comes no more straightforward than that. Yep. And I'll be, I'll be the first to admit when I saw it start, you know, being posted about, I was like, "What in the hell is this?" Like, super bright colors, didn't look like a whiskey label at all. Well, for sure. Before, before anybody even tried it, you knew that it was going to be, it was going to be cleared out. Yep. Right? Yeah. Being a limited yeah. release from Glamorangi to begin with, but just. The presentation and everything, everyone was just licking their chops to try it. Yeah. And here's so. where you fall into the trap of, of a whiskey becoming overhyped. Yeah. And um, to me, if I buy a whiskey that and it's just so beautiful and I, I finish it all and I'm so happy, I'm almost just as excited to open a bottle of just piss and be like, I expected so much out of this mm-hmm. and I poured it and it's horrible. Now I need to pour it for everybody. Like, I'm, everybody that I respect their palate yeah. needs to taste this to see if it's just me or if this is a bad whiskey. Right? Yeah, so, like, it's sure. kind of exciting to get bad whiskey sometimes because <laughs> if it doesn't live up to the hype, then, you know, it's just hype. Talk is cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I've, I have no problem buying a controversial whiskey to try it out for myself either. Yeah. Like, why not? Right? Exactly. Like, we, we've uh, we've been t- chatting with uh, Sean, uh, YEG Whiskey Nights, and he wants to come on to the podcast. And what he's going to do is he's going to go out and procure, like, a range of weirdos, like the, the biggest weirdos that he can find. And he's going to bring them here so we can try them. Dude. And which is, the, which epi- is, the episode is going to be called What the Fuck Was That? Yeah. Dude. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. I'm going to have probably more fun than yeah. trying stuff that I like. And he says, like, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's what I mean. Even if you don't like the whiskey, yeah. the experience and then the knowledge that you gain is, is worth. Yeah. And it's cre- it is, like, it's always mind-blowing to me how many different profiles and different flavors there are in whiskey. Yep. Like, it's just crazy. Yep. Grain, water, and wood. These phones ringing. <laughs> Let's, uh, in between these two drams, while I enjoy this cake, why don't you plug the heathens? Tell us, like, where the heathens' name came from, where it started with yourself, how Kai got involved, how you started Ooh. the YouTube. Who, who are the heathens? Yeah, who are the heathens? Well, uh, the, the Whiskey Heathens now is a collective idea. So I would consider you guys Whiskey Heathens. We are Whiskey Heathens, but it, it originated with myself and a couple friends in my living room. Mm-hmm. My wife pouring us blind whiskeys. So it was from my collection. I can usually name something from my collection, but when someone else would bring a bottle, it would be much more difficult to, to track down those notes. So that's what it was. Two, three, four of us in my living room. I started uh, the whole Instagram thing. I don't know, 2015 or 14 or something. And uh, started to meet like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'm going to be in Edmonton. Let's meet. It'll be a secret, undisclosed location. Bring your whiskey in a brown bag. So that's what they did. And we poured blind. The only that's person who knew... Yeah, it was what Professor Sean did. Uh, no, I sub I subbed uh, a. You don't have to be that close. A tube, a tube. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know I subbed mine in a tube sock instead of a brown paper bag. Yeah, now this oh, was way though. before Sean. This probably, oh yeah, this yeah, I didn't sure even know Sean or you guys. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah. And it was uh, you know a collective group, and then the next time the same group met with one more person, and the next time it was another person that, and it was always people that I know that I was connecting with. And then Kate Honestly, it was cool. Like I remember I remember the day that you reached out to me and I was not like I only had maybe a few thousand followers at the time, but obviously being both whiskey guys in, in Alberta, we had chatted and, and and talked shit or whatever. But I just thought it was cool because it felt like I was being like knighted into this I don't know, upper echelon of, of whiskey drinkers. I had never, I've always drank whiskey, but I'd never really taken on the social media side of it and joined kind of the community mm-hmm. in that aspect. So it was, it was exciting for me because you, you were someone like you, you've had your account since 2016 or yeah, 15, 15, 16, 16 right? Yeah. So for a while you've yeah. been posting whiskey and stuff. And I was, I'm like, my personal account's been following you for a long time. So it was, yeah, it was cool. I felt Thank it was like, little, it was like, it was surreal, honestly. I was well, like, geez, no, your whiskey wanted, is... Though, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, not, not to, you know, not on a pedestal, of course, but yeah, we wanted to collect this uh, little group of individuals who are like, man, this is exciting what we're doing here. And, and, and I think we built a, a cool little rapport with them. Yeah. Well, and my, my first 
blind heathens tasting that I went to. I was so nervous that, that day. That was the tube sock one, right? Yeah, that was yeah. the tube sock one. And Josh said he was like <laughs> he had to come into town for work for the day. And then I said, Well, you're you're already outside of Edmonton. You're closer to Spruce Grove. Why don't I just come pick you up and we'll have dinner at my place with my kids and my wife and it's funny, my wife's like, you know, you talk to all these complete strangers, but that's the thing. We didn't remain strangers for very long. And then yep. he came over, had yep. dinner with my family, and then my wife dropped us off for the heathens tasting. I was so nervous. I, you know, I knew who all these people were through yeah. social media. Yeah. Never really met any of them. It, isn't that the coolest thing, though, about Instagram, honestly, is it's a collection of a, a ton of complete strangers mm-hmm. all talking like we've been best friends. Yep forever and like it just so matter because we're obviously living close proximity so we're able to actually build Mm -hmm. a friendship but how many like i know we all do how many people do we constantly talking to every day from all over the world about whiskey and then you get into other stuff but that you build these friendships with people you've never met but you feel you feel like a a, a part of their life it's crazy someone else in and then all of a sudden we're friends with them and like you said we're part of their life now yeah, it's, it's it's cool. It's, it's really cool. To see. Yeah, it's such a it's, big circle too. It's quick right? to like, grow, right? Yeah, yeah it is. It's, I actually dug out mine and Sean's first conversation. Really? Yeah, me and Ty. Our first conversation is recorded. We, we did it for a podcast, and he came over oh, and crazy. tasted some blind whiskeys, right? But yeah, I dug it out, and Sean's like, "Hey, fellow Alberta whiskey fella, like, what's up? Let's <laughs> <laughs> drink my some first... whiskey." And I was like, "Hell yeah, man!" And then, he, and then he told me what Lechag was, and I tried it. And I'm like, what? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And now it's like this is the second or third most bottles that I have of any one brand. Oh, it is effectively the most that I have. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh for sure. You're being picked up by both mics. That's why you don't need to lean on this, mm. right? So you can stay because oh, your your levels are like ten times both of ours. Because okay. just just to let Good you know, that's why I, I keep like, like pushing you, you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the Irish my, coming out of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of whiskey. I'm it's always <laughs> it's always the Irishman that wants to be the loudest in the room, right? But um, I remember the first time I reached out to you, uh, I saw you post that you were at the MS Whiskey Festival in like 2017 yeah. or something like that, yeah. and I just. I, I was drunk and I nice. was like, Oh, that guy's here. I'm going to mess with you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey, are you still here? And you're like, Nope, oh, I'm out. I remember that. You remember that? I remember yeah, that. Now. You were gone already. I was in and out in 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah my mom has MS. So I, I like to support all the MS sure. things. Right. But the and whole my, crowd thing is not really your there jam. There were 700 right? people there oh, or something. Packed, yeah. And I walked in and, uh, uh, I remember whiskey Bry. I gave him a, a very quick hug and, yeah, like, I looked around. Here's Travis. Okay, here's a couple people. Hello, hello, hello. Give me a quick drink. Get, okay, I'm done. Yeah, fucking out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, it was not my scene at all. I'm more the uh, the intimate thing. I mean, I do like the festivals, but it's fun when you have a group of people at the festival. Well, for sure. Like even even when we went to Banff, right? <gasps> it was the cool part of that was, was awesome. the fact that we like in, in Banff. It's actually it's smaller than MS. There's less people in that mm-hmm. room. It's a yep. smaller room. Yep. So it's a little more intimate to begin with, but it's the hanging out before yep. and after. Andrew's um, a good buddy of mine as well. So like, it's cool to see it grow so much. And then of course, uh, what ended up happening, but yeah, the whole uh, world in shambles from COVID. Yeah. Yeah. COVID's kind of ruined. It'll come back. Yeah, I agree. And well, it's super nice to see that. And then like I said, we meet all these people who we talk to. And yeah. for me, Banff is the one that I wait for every year just because of that. 
Yeah. It's you, a little bit different. It's not so pretentious, I find. Right? No, it's not. And you would think that it would be pretentious it, it's being not the, at all. its location and stuff like that. It's not at all. It's, it's also cool because it's kind of like a central location because you get some BC people in. Yeah. You get Calgary, you get Edmonton, you yeah. kind of get the, right? It's not I mean, just Edmonton people. Are yeah. And it's an, uh, it's an escape from Fort Mac for just a little bit. Yeah. And go, go hang out in the mountains and stuff. Find yeah. some Dusties and Banff that people don't care about. And Andrew. 21 year old work laddies. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew's the, Andrew's the one that runs it, right? Yeah. 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 And Andrew's, he seems like a total cool cat. So he's a know? cool cat. Yeah. yeah. We actually, uh, a friend of his who just, you know, got in touch after the podcast started. And he said, he's like, hey, do you know Andrew from Banff Whiskey? You guys should have him on the podcast. And yeah, I think we will. We oh, will. Do it we'll sure. reach out. Yeah, do it. He's a, like, when you follow his personal account on Instagram, he's a, he's a total outdoorsman. Like, yeah. he, yeah, he, he posts lives, a lot of, like, righteous meats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he lives and yes. breathes that, right? That, but he brings those vibes to the tasting, too, yeah. right? Yeah, he those, does. Those just, I don't know, man. Wicked chill vibes. No, I'm hoping that by September, that maybe he'll be able to be the one of the first ones that can put something together. That would be awesome. That would That's be the cool. one, man, for me. And yeah. for us, it'll be, yeah, you go, go and support, and then... We'll hang out like we mm-hmm. usually do. Yep. Everyone brings something cool. Yep. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I, I missed Banff last year because of work and, well, not last year, the last one that happened. And, uh, but my first festival that I traveled to was with Josh, made me drive his truck down to Calgary. That's right. But then we, you know, it was, it was three days, two and a half days of like chaos, but it was like the most fun chaos. We, <laughs> we had a blast. We like get there and we meet up with, Danny, who we were staying with, mm-hmm. who like welcomed me, him and his wife welcomed, welcomed me into their arms, never meeting, just yeah. talking. Yeah, they're good people. I was like, man. okay, this is cool. And then, Pouring us righteous strands. Yeah, and then we go and we meet up with Mike in uh, at Buchanan's, mm-hmm. and then he wanted to do a little private tasting, and the only place he could find was his hotel room, so like 10 of us jammed into his hotel room, mm-hmm. tried a bunch of stuff, never been released yet, and then... You know, went back to Danny's, poured some crazy stuff, like a 27-year-old Buna. Yeah. And just oh, like... that's right. Woke up the next day, just hung over. And if I wasn't in Calgary for a whiskey festival, I would have not done a thing that day. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> 20 minutes later, we're back in the vehicle. Danny's driving us. We go to McDonald's. And then we just toured around liquor stores and yep. checking out what Calgary has. Yep. You know, I've seen a Glen Goyne from 1968 or something for... Some crazy amount of money and, you know, just other stuff. And all the store staff were so welcoming. You know, I met one of my personal legends in a store. Oh, just that's right. Pouring, he signed every single bottle in the in the store. He was picking it off the shelf. Yeah, opening the box. Yeah. And signing the bottle. That was and, crazy. And, like, I sent friends of mine from Calgary to that store seven months later. <laughs> and they were still able to pick up a bottle with an autograph on it. Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy, right? And then that all happened before the festival. And then we get to the festival and it was just, like, meeting up with old friends. Yep. And then the next day, drove home, stopped at a few stores, found some crazy dusties. And then, yeah. So it's all been a good trip. Now, the, the yeah. festival, the whole festival scene is, is really cool. I, I really, I enjoy it because of the you can it kind of collect as a community kind yep. of thing. Right. And all the, like when you talk to all the brand ambassadors, they, they love the festival season because they all hit the road and we're, we're lucky because we have like a crazy cool group of ambassadors that travel with these large brands. Yep. 
and they love to have fun just like we do, right? They, and they become like super our friends passionate. after yeah. a while. We, we just start, like, you mean, we, oh, we're addicted sure. to their passion. Yeah. And we want to learn more and taste more. And, and then they become friends as part of that community as well. And they're all, they're all like super personable yep. and they're, they're yep. just like, they're just like me or you, right? Yep. So it's, it's, so. it's, it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. it is for sure. Let's, uh, let's get into whiskey number two that you brought. This yeah. is cool. What did you bring here? So this is an old Forester. Uh, barrel pick from Co-op World of Whiskey, and it's bottled at sixty-three point one five percent. That's uh, one hundred twenty-six point three proof. Whoa! Yeah, so it's a Heavy. complete beast, and uh, it's quite lovely. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, this 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 one from uh, this from Harmony. That's Harmony or, Store pick. Yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, the Bouge Girl, Chris, uh, grab this for me. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's got a great nose. Yeah, it's beauty. Like it does not, not even close to sixty. It, it nose is like a forty-eight. Yeah, on the nose, it's uh, it doesn't have that extreme sharp heat that you no. would expect from over sixty percent. Absolutely, but twenty-six proof, just like packed with like that brown sugar yeah. and right. That it's lovely, like those candy. I'm just so excited yeah. to bring a bourbon that you have not. Tried. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> for some Steve has here. led me down the <laughs> bourbon trail. And we even have an episode. I think we're dropping our first Steve's picks today. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. We have Steve's picks where he quite literally, in some cases, actually purchased it and was like, "Yo, I'll be holding it here for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we uh, we tasted our way through some beauties. One of them I named Whiskey of the Year. Even. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. One of uh, one of Ryan's yep. picks. Yeah, what no, this great little journey. He, um, yeah, and. Bourbon, like you've just started kind of opening up your your arms to bourbon recently. Yeah, like it yep. has not been long. Not but long. there's and that's the thing, like you can with bourbon and especially coming from a scotch drinker mm. like yourself or single malt drinker like yourself, if you're not if you're not kind of looking for the corners of the bourbon world, trying to find some of the interesting stuff, yeah. it can it can fall kind of just vanilla. Flat and boring, right? Vanilla. Exactly. Because yeah. it's just corn. It's in the like, but that's the thing. A bourbon between forty and forty-eight percent is like a, the sweet spot for bourbon is fifty plus. Yeah, right. And all bourbon I find kind of tends to taste fairly similar below that point. Well, we have that joke, right? That bourbon tastes like bourbon. bourbon tastes like bourbon. Yeah. No, noses like bourbon tastes like bourbon. Yeah. Which, which for a lot of cases, it, it, that's legit. Well, it I mean, does, such but, such strict requirements yeah. on the mash bill and the aging process. How can it not be so incredibly similar? Like you said, you taught me to find the corners yeah. of bourbon, and the ones that you picked, every one was rock solid hit. Right? And w- and when you get into especially cast strength and single barrel picks, when it comes to bourbon, yeah, that's the way to go. I agree. You, uh, I couldn't agree more. Actually, bourbon's yeah. true character can shine in those in those whiskeys, yeah. and some of them will blow your fucking doors off because yeah. they are delicious. The Woodford Reserve, the Double Oak. Is where he told me to start, mm-hmm. and I'm on my maybe third or fourth bottle now. It's dangerously drinkable. That, yeah, that was, I've even found the old bottling with like the copper label. Yeah, and just that was my yeah, kind that of was fun. my bourbon of the year too. because same thing. Like I, I got into bourbon within the last year more yeah. so because of Steve joining I, I the dabbled, process. But yeah, Steve. Yeah. But yeah. it was yeah. you know his knowledge of you know go pick out those weirdos and especially like with wine and beyond they brought in what four or five single barrels mm-hmm. and those one every single yeah. one was a hit well mm-hmm. ryan Egan does a really good job he, he honestly he's feeding kind of the bourbon drinkers of in alberta yep. with with a lot of these really really cool expressions and he he has a 
he has a really good palate for what he picks. He picks very consistently. And I, I know I can rely on, on him putting something on the shelf that I, that I'm going to love, especially when it's like between 55 and 65%. So far, I know it's going to be toasty, oaky, sweet, like everything that I love in a strong bourbon. Have you tasted that one yet? Have you put that in your mouth? So good. I did. Yes. Do you think it's it's got fucking awesome? It's it's delicious. (laughs) It's got, it's got some really oaky dryness to the, to the back of it too, which is, I like that a lot. Like it's, it's super sweet up front. Yeah. But like you said, it finishes dry. It does. I'm gonna have but a touch of water. Like what a like from the front of your mouth to the back, it's a journey. Like it, it could be a drug. Is it? Yeah, just one. No, it's I've I've never tried um an old forester single barrel. Like we that's the thing. We didn't actually start getting old forester products. Um I think it was two thousand nine yeah, it was two thousand nineteen in the fall. Was we got the it was a single barrel pick by Ryan at Wine and Beyond, but it was their proof down one. So okay. it was only like 50% kind of thing. So it was just after that, we got the 1920, mm-hmm. which the 1920, you, you have a bottle of that. Yeah, that. It's a similar to the Woodford Double Oak kind of thing. It's a nice toasty, a little more smokiness to mm-hmm. it kind of thing, like charriness smoky. But it's, yeah, it's a great, great kind of full drinker. I like that a little bit more, that... Just that little extra oomph, a little yeah. extra pungent, extra char, yeah, a little extra, yeah, a little extra grunge to it, yeah. kind of thing. Me too. That's uh, why I kind of like this one, but it's got like a sweetness in there, the old Forester. And I tried to, really re- I reached out, I did reach out, and I tried to get some information on the barrel. They don't know anything about it. Really? Yep. Don't know how old it is. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. I'm assuming it's going to be kind of in the eight to ten years. That's usually where they do their single barrel picks, I think, or at least other. For um, distilleries to you, but yeah, I don't know. Like they, I don't know who picks for for co-op. I don't really care. Either. Yeah, I'm not sure. They don't. They don't do a lot of these picks. I'm uh, actually, I'm actually curious why they would have done a pick and why to be on Winto. Actually, I, 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 I don't even think it hit the shelf. It oh, I might not have. Yeah, interesting. It's so good. I can't say that for sure, but um, that's what I've been led to believe. Interesting. Well, thanks for bringing it. Wow, that's tasty. Josh bringing a bourbon to the table. Yeah. Who would have right? thought? A bourbon that you record, didn't try. Record this moment. Yeah. How exciting. <laughs> In time. <laughs> I bought oh. some Lechag to even out the scales. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. And it is, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one. The, um, the next one, I don't know if you guys are... I know you drink whiskey fast. Every, every time we do, <laughs> every time we do like a little virtual hangout or well, lately, especially. And before that, when we're hanging out in person, every time, every time we're ready to be like, Hey, should we get to the next dram? Josh is like, Oh, I think I've finished that two drams ago. Yep. <laughs> Accurate. Which yep. one was this 20 minutes ago? Yep. I think that one was good. I don't know. I've got two others on my tongue right now. Probably smoking a cigar too. <laughs> yes. Just everything in his mouth all at once. Yep. In not a weird sexual way. Oh, unless. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was good. That was nice. Yeah, that one was really You'll have cool. to pour a couple of those, so uh, I'm trying it later. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so the next one that you brought, I don't know what the fuck that is. So. Ben Bracken. Ben Bracken. Yeah, Ben Bracken, 30-year-old, 1987. Birth year, hashtag birth year. Oh, it is a birth year. 
Yeah, and uh, I just got it on auctions, 47%. So that was kind of like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. It was what I would call inexpensive. But let me rephrase. It was what I call affordable. Right? Affordable. Yeah, you didn't, I yes. didn't mind bringing it in from Scotland. Taking a chance on it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. Um, it's a grocery store release. So I'm thinking similar yeah. to something like Costco would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's about all I know about this one. It's, it reminds me of that... Um, uh, the the angel himself or the god himself, Whiskey Joe, he oh. um, he brought to one of our tastings. He brought one called Glen Marna. Okay, and it's a like it's basically like a big box Costco like store in Europe somewhere. Yeah, that they get from random whatever distillery. They wouldn't even tell you kind of thing. But yeah, it was like a thirty year old, a thirty or twenty seven or twenty five or something nice. like that. But it was it was good. Yeah, and he got it for like yeah, I'm twenty. You got it for like 20 pounds. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. This one wasn't quite 20 pounds. <laughs> but uh, did you want to pour it? Yeah, let's pour it. This, okay. okay. I'm going to need you to re-pour because you just... I had a little bit of bourbon up in there and you just poured right into it. <laughs> <laughs> Heathen blend. This is artificially colored, too. Well, of course it oh, is. Oh, there you go. Fucking look at Contoshin. We'll see if we can taste it. <laughs> can you taste the caramel coloring? Maybe loaded getting on an airplane. Nice. I gotta get to the airport first. <laughs> As you should. Is there any other way to get on an airplane? <laughs> I was cut off on an airplane once. Um, after my first drink, I uh, ordered scotch, and my wife's like, "You know what? I want to try." It's like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hammer my back anyway. So why don't you just get your own?" She's like, "Okay." We both got one. She tasted it. Almost died. So I was like, ah, fuck. Threw it in my glass. No problem, right? And then comes around again. It's like, hey, I'll have another. And they're like, no, sir. We've seen what you did. And I was like, oh, my God. What did I do? <laughs> and they're like, you drank your wife's. And I was like, oh, yeah. She hated it. <laughs> and they were like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? You, you're cut off for the rest of the flight, sir. I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Can't handle that, yeah, man. Drinks. They were like, they were pretty upset, man. Really? Yep. They were upset with anybody. We um, and they were all like Mm-mm, waving their fingers and stuff. It's like, did you know you can pack you can pack those little sample bottles with you and take them wherever you on the airplane? Like, yeah, well, when we go, now I know. Yeah, <laughs> when because you can take any hundred mil bottle with you as long as you put it in a in a bag, right? even if yeah. it's alcohol. Even yeah, if it's alcohol, but like, they tell you so you can't we, consume your own alcohol. When well, you can't consume it, but you can bring it. So uh-huh. what you do behind the seat is up to you. We um, when we went down for Brad's wedding. A buddy of mine after after it was right after Graham's wedding actually down in Mexico. I discovered that kind of in between, and I took like two like those big Ziploc bags full of hundred mil sample bottles of bourbon, Scott, whatever, mm. and uh, yeah, threw them in my bag. They didn't say a thing, really. And then we just got totally trashed on the plane, and nobody even noticed. Really, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, man. Was they I was cut off immediately. Immediately. <laughs> no, yeah, my, my Johnny Walker Black. My flight. <laughs> red, probably. Yeah, on the plane. Right? My flight over to Scotland, we went through Iceland. Same thing. There was three people in front of us, and they we literally saw them order two drinks. And by the time we got off in Iceland, they could barely walk. Really? They were just absolutely trash. We also consumed, like, it, it, his, it was a pretty big wedding. So, we're flying in a, a flight of 100 just over a hundred people down to Mexico and 65 of them were part of this wedding party. So wow. there was, there were people drinking legitimately the through the plane and there were, and I got a bunch of, it was funny cause I actually, I left to go 
talk to somebody and I hadn't even busted it out yet. And then I get back and my, my wife is a gram, you know, a Jameson crazy person. And the only way she knows how to drink it is shoot it. Two ounce shots. You know, and I came back and there was like eight samples of Jameson lined up and her and (laughs) her and one of of her friends are just plowed already. (laughs) I was like, who started the party without me? So I had to catch up naturally. Hammer and Jameson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That girl, like we went to, uh, went to Chicago back when I first met her. It was like seven, eight years ago kind of thing. And grandma and I, grandma and I get there. And it's St. Patty's Day. And so we go to a, to a, like a, an Irish rest Irish or a pub. pub or whatever, like in Chicago. And for five, it was like, yeah, $5. You got a shot of Jameson. And this is like a two ounce shot, like a massive yeah. shot glass of Jameson and a pint of Pabst Blue Ribbon yeah. Ooh, for $5. I just say by like, $5. oh God, by midnight, <laughs> me and this kid were just oh, yeah. hammered out of our mind. And we were, the girls were all just taking the shots and we're drinking their beers and our beers and our shots. <laughs> and let's just say that, yeah. I was uh, passed out butt naked before nice. anything else happened when That's we got I back know. to the room. <laughs> That's First how she knew that she fell in love with me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way this he guy loves to drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See me naked once unconscious <clears throat> and it was love at first sight. Yeah, love at first butthole because nice. I was right on my <laughs> face. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> so we're okay, we're into the Ben Bracken. Yeah, and it's fucking colored. Thirty year old. Ugh, fake color. Can't believe you wasted your money. Well, on come on, right? Eh? Yeah. What a bunch you of. You mean goops. they used it? It's got a good. It's got a good. No. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yes. How dishonest. It's got a good nose on it. I think it's lovely. I I really like the nose. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit unrefined, but that's kind of what I like. Copper pots too. Yeah. It's got some edginess. It's- yeah, that edginess is kind of what I enjoy. Yeah, I um, think it's all E one fifty eight. I can taste it totally. Yeah, it's pretty much only. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's yeah. Yeah, I can I like taste the, the sherry flavoring. The old oh fuck! <laughs> I like the. It's got a, a I don't know. It tastes kind of old. Like it's it does. Yeah, it's, got, old. it's got some dusty yeah, kind of feel, feel yeah. to it. It tastes a little. I will say it tastes a little younger than thirty years old though. No. Still got a little spice. Maybe that's just the little edginess that, well, I mean, that yeah, came with 30, it. 30 but what is, is 30, what is 30 years old, really? And the thing is, if they added fake coloring, yeah. then maybe it was uh, inactive casks or something that they picked. or Who knows, right? But yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't they have that extreme. They threw a Werther's in the barrel or something like that. Maybe right? virgin oak cast, too, so it's not okay. like it had yeah, and any extra. Virgin oak cast, it says. It doesn't say virgin. No. It just says oak cast. But I know. That, yeah, but so that's... that could be a sixth fill. Yeah, yeah it could be barrel. Barrel. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. tasty. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like regardless of what we're saying, it was affordable so. for sure. Yeah. Regardless of what we're saying, it's it's a drinkable. Yeah, whiskey, easy to drink for sure. Yeah, and forty-seven percent is uh, yeah nice. Let me see. Yeah, I like that. It's got that uh, wet wood. Kind of yeah. feel to it. Aged wood. Yeah. You know, the finish on it actually lasts pretty long. Yeah, long time. That's where it shows yeah. the ages in the finish, I think. Because it kind of lingers. Yeah, it's got a dignified finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dig- dignified. Dignified. Old and dig. You know, it's just got that. Where you take, you can Wait taste for the it. wood. Wait for it. Pitch. I think he's going to rip out marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> the treacle. The tre- oh, that's another <laughs> fucking trend word. Fuck off with your treacle. treacle. 
<laughs> like, well, instead of saying almond paste and burnt sugar, it's treacle and marzipan. Yeah. Treacle and marzipan. Get the fuck out of here. This, yeah. is, so, <laughs> this is so good. All this treacle and marzipan in my mouth, mm. right? Yeah, fish posh. <laughs> I actually finished that drum pretty quick. Me too. Yeah, me, me too. Because it was. <laughs> of course, mine's gone. <laughs> Everybody's just gone. It's, it was. It was good. It's good. Excited. Now, we got one left, don't we? So we're we're gonna skip ahead, and we're actually gonna go to a whiskey that I uh, that uh, not me that is Sean. Do you want me to tell a story? <laughs> oh, the weird. story. It's well, like weird. it's called the story. Yeah. So Sean, Sean has graced us with this. With this whiskey and then uh, yeah, go. It's yours. Floor is yours. Podium is yours. All right, I got a floor. I'm worried about. All right. So if you've listened to some of the episodes earlier that we posted, um, we did one with uh, Louise McGuan from JJ Corey McGuan McGuan, and then uh, we also did one with Barry Chandler. And in the fall, they partnered up for Barry's uh, Facebook group, the Irish Whiskey Fans of America. And JJ Corey did a blend specifically for them. I believe it was 200 full size bottles and three or 450 mil minis. And I was lucky enough. I love how they did the minis for oh, the minis. They amazing. can reach reach more people by I giving them more. minis, right? That's yeah. awesome. So you don't have to invest the full uh, bottle. Yeah. Unless you really enjoy it. So you oh, can actually sure. go on and you, they did a launch when all the whiskeys were sent out in the States. Um, I was definitely honored and lucky enough to get my hand on six of the minis and a full bottle. And uh, I have really tested my willpower by not opening any of them. And this is the first time that we're going to taste them. And as far as I know, as far as Barry knows, these are the only ones that ever made it across the border to Canada. So cool. This will be the only time in Canada that gets drank. Wow. How lucky. Yeah, we are special. So, it smells like paint. But like, <laughs> you know that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When you open a can of paint. But like the good kind of delicious. delicious. Yep. Smell. Yep. Like more of the latex. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys, man, that's beauty. Yeah. I love that. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's just got an oily kind of, yeah. right? Yeah. Smell to it. So anything that you know about J.J. Corey is they're a whiskey bonder. They have a warehouse full, well, a little warehouse full of casks, different ages, different types. And she basically handpicked this for this bottle for the story. It's called The Story. And Barry's mm. uh, channel on YouTube is Stories and Sips. That's good. It's um, Barry, like we, we interviewed both Barry and... And Louise, like you mentioned, and they are both, they're both gems. Oh, like they they were, they were fun to, yeah, I to talk to with and one. stuff like, like I said, that. you guys are the first podcast that I've ever downloaded and listened to. I didn't know how to <laughs> get into a fucking podcast. Legit. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Everybody looks around like, idiot. Dude, I didn't, I didn't idiot. know this. Yeah. I when were you? Yeah. yeah. When were you Legit, born? man. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble navigating stuff. You guys are like on Spotify. Go ahead. So yeah. I downloaded it when I'm correcting tests and stuff. I'll, uh, I'll quite often listen to it. If I'm doing a mobile on site somewhere, I'll, I'll listen to your podcast. Super fun. Yeah, no, we appreciate yeah, it. I mean, yeah, we do appreciate it. And that's honestly. where I was introduced All the to, support uh, we can get. Uh, JJ Corey. And- he, he's, uh, yeah, he's a, like, super passionate ambassador of Irish yeah. whiskey just in general. Yeah. And, like, some of the, like, some of his lock-ins and stuff like that that he does, it's worth, it's worth listening to because he, he just has a good time drinking whiskey and that's basically what we're doing. Yep. Right, he's he's, doing, he's even doing it on a bigger stage than mm-hmm. we are because he's he's able to kind of center his focus 
on obviously what he's he is Irish himself, mm-hmm. but it, is this it, a guy it's that impressive. Was talking about the labels and yep. yeah, yeah, that was his first. See, that's cool to me. That's completely removing the pretentiousness from it. Yeah, just yeah. what captures your eye and your super eye. super yeah. honest. I love yeah. it because we asked that him was, about his cool. journey, and he was like, "Man, it didn't start that long ago, mm-hmm. and I decided to do whiskey tasting, and I picked it." All based on nice labels, like a guy that grew up. Cool. <laughs> right, that's interesting. Like that's me, that's honest. Is, I love that I answer. Toshin because For I sure. thought it was a German weird name that I've yeah. never heard. Before. I think we all did that yeah. when we started our journeys at some point in time. So I, mean, What's, I still buy idea, shit that has a cool label, of course. Like, oh yeah, if you got like two things in the same price point and you're touring, you're going to take the better label, like Blat yep. Bladnock. Right, yeah, that fifteen yeah. year. The packaging's right? awesome. The, yeah, it's. Awesome. I got to get you to pour some of that for me. At some yeah, point. we'll we'll pour yeah. some for sure. But the the packaging on it is like pure yeah. class. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't help myself. And the price is good on it. Do you get in? You get oh. into the palate of this thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I like this. It's quite tasty for Irish whiskey. Um, the minis obviously don't say what the blend is, but it does say green and malt. Mm-hmm. But you can find the percentage. Anything that JJ Corey does, you can find the percentage of what, and even the age of each specific component. I think that's cool too. Yeah, then you can, transparency, man. You can transparency kind of, yeah. is you can I differentiate love based on their honesty and yeah, and mm-hmm. pick different notes out and what's similar and what's not. This one's yeah, good. This one is it's very. It's got it like the that kind of latexy, oily kind of note on the nose. Oh. Definitely translates to the palate because the palate's got a mouthfeel mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. similar to what I you're agree. smelling, right? Yeah. What's the ABV? 46. Uh, 46. It's yeah, they're that very drinkable. Yeah. yeah. Very. It's kind of it's got a tropical note. Oh, mm-hmm. This is what I get from it big time is you know, the Trident Sugar Free Gum, the orange pack. I mm-hmm. think it's tropical flavor. Yeah. Once that loses like its main flavor, that's like what I get on this, at the, especially at the start, after it's off the palate and started to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made, like so after all the, the favors flayed on, or yeah. um, faded on. Just like that of... pack of gum popped in my mouth. Yeah. Or totally. popped in my head, sorry. Yeah, that's cool. Like, um, they both, <laughs> when they launched this for the Facebook group, everybody got their bottles and, you know, held off so they could all open them at the same time. And so it was done live on Facebook. And I, I tuned in for it. I hadn't got my stuff yet, but yeah, like Louise did a tour of her rack rick house on the farm in Ireland. It was like twelve thirty at night for cool. And then uh Barry, you know, went over one of Louise's cousins who lives in Chicago sang a bunch of Irish songs. So yeah, it was really cool the way that they did it and the passion behind both of them. I mean, we could see it when we did the podcast with them, but it's, it goes above and beyond from what most people show. Sometimes Sean sings Irish songs to me. Maybe he'll bust, yeah. uh, bust one out later. Just okay. basking in the ambience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really like this. For the first time I've tasted this, this is, it hits the right notes. For yeah, me. it's nice. I like it's that. good. It's, yeah, it's really good. It's got a very like elegant kind of, I don't know, crisp kind of feel to it. Yeah. I don't know. Super easy to drink. I'm giving that. You said tropical oh, fruits. Yeah. It's like yeah. for me on the finish now. It's just like so maybe some coconut to it or something like that. Yeah, there's a little coconut yeah, mixed nice. with like pineapple and 
don't know, peach kind of. Yeah, I could see yeah. peach, peach and passion and really fruit tropical. Fruit. Yeah. yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, is that marzipan bit salted or is it sweet? Sun, sunbaked. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I really, really, really like this. It's, I don't know, when I get back in a week from work, I'll probably crack the Thanks for pouring me a full mm. ball but two after, in the afternoon, too. Hey, somebody's got to drink it. <laughs> yeah, Josh, we are in the presence. We are I in the presence of. I'll uh, do that for you. Any day, greatness. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get we'll get to the check. Oh yeah. Oh, you guys saved some. We'll just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only because Nancy Drew here has got to fly out to work <laughs> after this. <laughs> um, before we, yeah, before we wrap this up, Josh, why don't you um, let's talk about the heathens a little bit more? Because it's I I think it's. It's fun. And on, like one of my favorite, it's funny because one of my favorite episodes still so far is the shortest. I think it's probably the shortest episode you have, but it's the Jack Daniels gold medal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love that one because there's like this just like huge lead up to it. There's all like <laughs> Jack Daniels like gold mining and like all this stuff replica. And I have the same bottles. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've been there before yeah. just by myself. But and then it clips to you and Ty. And it's like, not even a minute long. Yep. You both try it and you're like, yeah, that's Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. And then out. <laughs> Done. Best, best review ever. Yep. Yeah. We've submitted but, it to some festivals. <laughs> we haven't got a response. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> they were all weird. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's like, how, how has it been? How's like, have you guys getting a good response from people? Or are you, well, you guys have, you've been having a lot of fun, you can tell. But we're having a blast. Um, the YouTube community, as a whole, we found to be uh, vastly, I would say, drastically different than the Instagram community that we're used to. Instagram is where we were kind of born. You know, yeah, we were all kind of born there, yeah, the whiskey so community at least. We yeah. wanted to just transfer out and, and make a couple things available. We basically just record me and Ty drinking whiskey, much like you guys do, but without the cameras. And being yourself. Which yeah. is what we want to try and remain on this podcast is just be ourselves, yeah, right? Be I mean, humble, be whatever. Be honest, be yeah. straight with people. Um, they're going to tell right away if you're full of shit. And hopefully you're surrounding yourself by people that's going to call you out on that, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, I, I didn't even mention that Whiskey Heathens was originally photography after we kind of branched out from the tastings. We went to photography with models and whiskey. And yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then that... I, I cut that at W. You were having some Alberta. You were having some troubles though with Instagram. And stuff oh, I'm right? highly censored, man. Yeah, yeah, like drastically. If I even use the word censored or a GIF was censored, the post yeah. is removed instantly. Crazy. Yeah, but now it's like they become real censored. bitches lately, though. Instagram, yeah, fuck eh? man. Yeah, like there's they make so, us work way too fucking hard to do this. They just removed my comment because I said naked grouse was a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Like really yeah. adult, but maybe you uh, actually like naked grouses. I do. Yeah, you ever killed and eaten a naked grouse? <laughs> yeah, they're delicious. Fucking right. Yeah, I like to lick them all over. Me too. <laughs> Don't even get me started on my precious grouse thing. But yeah, now now it's uh it's it's YouTube, the whiskey heathens, um, and that's about it. We were just an entity of of like yeah. minds, and we're hoping to branch out, and, and everyone can be a whiskey heathen. And we do blind tastings, and, and that's how we kind of started, and that's what we, we, we go for. But now we're just telling people, like, do we like it? Do we not? Yeah. I've been shitting all over Springbank recently. Like, 
Yeah, unpopular well, opinion, man. People are saying, man, you're an idiot. I, I share yeah, that I unpopular love, opinion. And, well, like, I, I even, used to love Springbank and I collected Springbank. And now I'm like, man, why don't you put it in a rum cask? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's an inside joke for you uh, <laughs> listeners. I think Fucking we all tried it. Cask. I think we all tried it at the same place. Yeah, exactly. And it's that 15 year old, yeah, was, uh, as far as I'm concerned, not good. Yeah. And we just reviewed the 17 year old as well. The Madeira, which spent most of his life in, in rum, yeah, and I was like, yeah, everybody loves it. Yeah, but we and we've we've talked about this on the podcast before. But Springbank lovers tend to only want to give good reviews on Springbank, right? Because yeah. they they don't want to, they like the cult mm-hmm. that kind of lives there. Nobody wants to rattle the cages of the cult. Yeah. Well, our Lord and Savior Ralphie yeah. told us that we have to like Springbank. Yeah. So I find <laughs> right? there's a lot of people in Springbank. Yes, they do have some very, very good, I agree. very good whiskey. 100%. They and have some tasty stuff. Yeah. Man. I was just having this conversation with, with someone fairly reputable in the whiskey industry. And they gave me the spiel about, because for me, I still, I don't, I don't think that the Springbank 21 year is a 400 plus $450 dram. I just see, don't. I just don't think like if you set it beside other yeah, 21 years. I can see that. It doesn't, for me, it doesn't align. And and honestly, when it comes down to it, if they're going to sell me, like I, I understand that there is some wholesomeness that goes into creating a Springbank distillate, right? They are, of course. they're on the ground. There's hands into it. There's no automated system. That's what made me it fall is, in love with it. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, they still need to be compared to their peers. Yes. And if they, in my eyes, if they do not compare to their peers that also create a 21-year-old scotch and it's $150 cheaper, mm-hmm. well, then now it's my decision to decide whether I want to drink it. And I don't have to... People say, well, you should support them because of what they stand for. Fuck, I don't have to support them. Springbank's not supporting me. Well, you know what, what have you done for me lately yeah. kind of thing, right? And it's like... That's what I mean. I don't Show have me something to. something that's going to blow my mind. Yeah, like don't tell me that... Dean Sherry or something. Yeah, like don't, don't justify it and tell me that I have to like Springbank because it's... Yeah, it's just well, not, it's just not for me. I don't... I won't... I won't That's I won't the thing, man. I remember Springbank from, let's say, five, six-ish years ago. And it was um, the 17-year-old Sherry, the one that I So, how, mu- how much was the 17-year-old? 160 bucks. Yeah. And how much yeah. did the 17-year-old go for now? 230 Yeah. Like, fuck off, man. You can't tell I me that they're... I also have a 12-year-old, the Burgundy, which is my favorite spring bank. And that was $135. At its peak, it was $150, which I would gladly pay again. Yeah. I seen it on an online site, let's call it a year ago, for seven hundred dollars. That's yeah. ridiculous. I understand it's dusty and collecting, <clears> and, now, and it's but secondary the market, raising, but it's and yeah. the quality seems to be stagnant. If your prices are raising and the, and the juice in the bottles, it's also you know moving up and up and up. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay yeah, for that exactly. Old Springbank Twenty One, I'd pay three hundred eighty bucks for it. When it would, yeah, then, when it was, it was in the three hundreds. Now, sure. it's, like, now it's four or five hundred kind of thing. And that's the thing. Like you can't one. tell me in like there hasn't been that much inflation from 2015 to now. No. There There's hasn't been a lot if of anything, hype, though. Right? Well exactly. So you have like you can't tell me the hype is not contributing yep. to Springbanks or their representatives' decisions to price these whiskeys. Agreed. You can't. Like I'm sorry, but you'll never you'll never win that argument with me. You'll never win that argument with me. My face is so red. Yeah. Well, it's. (laughs) Oh no, Josh is getting fired up. Yeah, but it's yeah. No, I'm I'm on I'm on the same page, and 
Yeah, I agree it's good, but at the same time, sorry, I'm not supporting it. Well, like, I stick to the society bottoms now, and it's mostly Longro. Yeah. Yeah. But see, even for me, like, we, we just had an episode where we, instead of going unicorns, we picked anti-unicorns. Yeah. And for me, it was the Longro 21. I can see that, man. It's expensive. And it's you know what? $420 is yeah. what we spent for one bottle. Mm-hmm. And it sat, again, in our last tasting, it sat side by side against the 21 Manzanilla, the Lechic. Mm-hmm. And that Lechic blew it. Unfair comparison. But still, but that Lechic, <laughs> we, paid, we paid 250 I, I for agree, it. Man. We paid 250 and it was a, a superior dram. It was like peerless. in every corner, in every corner of that whiskey, yeah. it was better. Yes. The, I, yeah, the Long Row 21 I, did not stand a chance. So, oh. so how can you, I'll never justify spending that money on that Long Row. I did buy top, a right? Long Row 21. Yeah. I did enjoy it. But it's good. At the but end it's, of the day, I was like, ouch, man. But ouch. you're only, and, and that's right? the thing, that you're only as good. You're only as good small. as you are in comparison to your peers. Agreed. Right? The Lechag, Period. I've, I've killed one. I've bought two extras. I still have that bottle for, that we had in yeah. Panfet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, I buy it again. Oh, absolutely. But the Long Row 21, when I finished it, it was good riddance. You're taking up valuable space on my shelf. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we. I still have a little bit left here, but and I, oh. I find it hard to even go back to. I agree. That, so. that recent Spring Bank outturn that we got with all the different releases, like within four minutes, they were sold out at the stores that got them. Yeah. And in five minutes, they were on Facebook selling it for three times as much. Yeah. I cracked mine right away. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, exactly. But oh, I can, loved it as well. And I was just like... We could do, yeah, well, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, if, and there's people that love it. It's nothing, and that that's just whiskey. Yeah. So I would say if you don't have any experience with the older stuff too, right? Like you only have this to judge it by as far as spring bank, mm-hmm. right? So Ty might love it if he hadn't tried. Ty he has never have, tried anything. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't no, have the sherry sure. He comes from a very purist perspective yep. for sure. And Ty is um, what I would still call new. Mm-hmm. The whole whiskey scene. He's only been doing this for a couple of years now, yeah. maybe two two years. But now he's like building his collection. He's engulfed. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He sure. does great he's shower in. beer. I agree too. I agree. Shower beer reviews. Yeah, you yeah. ever see him on Instagram? You have to check that out. Try yeah. to, and lovely. Try and tell your wife that you're watching a dude in a shower review beer at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> and look at you with the weirdest look. <laughs> My That's wife awesome. knew what she was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right well let's uh let's wrap up this all right well yeah show we, we usually end our uh shows on what we call the parting glass segment and uh if you don't mind we'll take it away on this one yeah take right. it away so josh thanks for coming on being our first in studio guest hey thank you for having me yeah first in studio guest i feel that's like <laughs> i feel like a celebrity well for me for me personally and I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because I've done that enough. But you were the first, you were the person who personally has helped me along my journey more than anybody else. I mean, Steve gives me a basement to come talk shit about whatever I want. And that's awesome. <laughs> but you were the first person, like you said, you went back to our first conversation, pulled it up, two and a half Instagram. hours of scrolling, yeah, and Instagram. <laughs> No shit. Yep. And literally, literally, I hit him up and said, "Hey, fellow Alberta whiskey guy." <laughs> I'm, I don't. I'm curious what you said to me first. I feel like it wasn't. Well, as I was nice. curious as hell. Like, yeah. how, how did I meet all you fucks? Yeah. How? 
I remember. No, I, I think I remember how I met Josh. Or how, it was two years ago at the MS with. Yeah, that was when we both messaged him. a couple years ago. We we were just hammered. Yeah. Both <laughs> hey, you're here. What are you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, right yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh, so like going from that conversation to now, like we've traveled together. We've mm-hmm. you know shared righteous, righteous stuff, and, and you know his whiskey heathens tastings, everything. And you definitely saved me a shit ton of money on buying crap whiskey by telling me that it's crap whiskey. I mean, our palates definitely align pretty pretty closely, which yeah. is awesome. Josh is the guy in the front line stepping on mines. Yeah, stepping on landmines. Ste- stepping on landmines yeah. so the rest of us don't die. Exactly. He's sitting there with no limbs, just <laughs> sipping whiskey. <laughs> just a fucking thick ass mustache. It's like a mother bird pouring. Yeah. He's spitting it into our mouths. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, definitely thank you for everything in the past, you know, three, four years that you've done for me personally, Steve, Graham as well. Yeah, absolutely. You are too kind, man. No, we it's the truth, and that's what we strive here for: is authenticity, being genuine, not being fake, mm-hmm. as some people definitely tend to be in this. R, you can say R, R in this community. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, cheers. Yeah, cheers to you, man. Cheers, Honestly, guys. it's been a pleasure. I'm excited to see where where life takes us. Me too. Thanks again for having me. Thank you. A, a true, true pleasure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Bye bye. See ya.